Welcome to the New Josh Vaughn Podcast. My name is Isaac Kamins. This is a bi-weekly podcast where my friend Jess O'Brien and I discuss internal martial arts, qigong, and meditation. This week we discuss a lesser-known figure in the Baguazhang world, uh, General Liang Zaiwen. Liang Zaiwen was a student of Dong Haichuan's directly, and he taught Liu Zheng Lin, who was Liu Hongzhi's teacher, um, so this is a pretty direct uh, connection between Liu Hongzhi and the founder of Bagua Zhang. It is also the likely source of Liu Hongzhi's Bagua uh, meditation material. So that's mostly what we're going to get into in this episode is uh, the origins of the meditation aspects of Liu Hongzhi's Bagua, as well as a little bit of the history about Liang Zaiwen and uh, Liu Jinglin and just how it all connects to uh, what we've been talking about over the last uh, season. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, thanks for listening. If you haven't checked out the Patreon, give that a whirl. Um, we're going to have some interviews coming up uh, next season, so those will only be available on the Patreon. Hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all your support. Uh, thanks for sticking with us, and take care of yourself. Welcome to the final episode of the second season of the Neja Trump podcast. So when when you and I first started training, we uh, started learning, you know, Kumar Francis's Bagua. And I think one thing we both noticed is it, it's different than most other styles. It's it, it the palm changes don't match exactly with what anybody else does. Now, most Bagua people know their style doesn't look exactly like anyone else, but you can often find, you know, cousin schools or sister schools. And when we looked at the set um, and talked to our senior our seniors in the school, um, it's just something, the palms don't exactly match with what other people do. And you can see bits and pieces in all Bagua that are common. But over the years, we we kept looking closer and closer and looking at other styles, comparing, contrasting, trying to figure out the roots of where this stuff came from. You and I spent years, so we're like, here's Yin Fu style. We visited Yin Fu teachers. Here's Chang Jingwa style. We visited Chang styles. And we kept sort of comparing notes, trying to figure out, and we kept gathering notes and historical bits and pieces to kind of figure out where all these lineage charts meet up. And there was, you know, Kumar's books have lineage charts, Zhu Bao Zen's book have lineage charts, Bai Hua's book has lineage charts, and we're, we're just sort of trying to gather all the different directions this came from. And it wasn't until we suddenly came across this guy, Liang Zaiwen. And, and I think to you and I, once we found Liang Zaiwen, we suddenly realized there was a whole nother dimension to this set that we hadn't yet considered. Because I think we were approaching it like Liu Zen Lin sort of took all the chunks that he had learned and put them together into one set. But I think once we came across Liang Zaiwen, we, may, we realized, whoa, there's another possibility here. It's quite possible that this, this Bagua set that Kumar teaches is potentially rooted in what was taught by this guy Liang Zaiwen, who was a direct student of Dong Aichuan. So maybe it wasn't a mixture of Chang, Chang style and Yin Fu style after all. Maybe it was this other guy in, you know, and like you said, maybe it's it's both. Maybe it's Liang Zaiwen set mixed with teachings from Chang Tingwa and Yin Fu. I mean, of course, over a lifetime of training, that's going to happen. But yes. uh, it, it was just a bright bulb went off. Like, oh my God, this set could be related to Liang Zaiwen. I mean, so the, the the way that Bruce presented it, which is, you know, for the first 20 so or so years that I knew about it, 
was just that's how every that's what everybody took is you know that's okay because no one else had any kind of information so we just sort of took his word for it well what was his word and well and what he says is that leo learned you know as a kid learned the chanting one the infu stuff at the southgate bagua school and then in his maybe late 20s early 30s he learned the med quote unquote the meditation bagua or the beginnings of the meditation stuff from Ju Wen Bao and then later completed that with Magui. So all of that is true, but I think there is some stuff in the it, there's some gaps in that. Right. You know, that, there's that, a there's a strain in there that's for example, uh, Bruce never really mentioned not Bruce never mentioned Liang Zai Wen. Or or Liu Jinglin. Um, but he okay. did mention Zhu Wenbao, who is kind of the connection between those two guys. So Zhu Wenbao is another. Almost, I mean, he's almost he's almost non-existent. There's like two or three mentions of him. So it's not even really worth trying to dig into who he was because we don't know. Yeah. Other than he was a student of Chen Tinghua and then later became a disciple of Chen you know, long like many others right and he was most likely a figure at this south gate bagua school right so he right. was you know he was probably in his man, know, 50s or so so he was that middle range master he wasn't so Wen bao was he's only mentioned in power of internal martial arts it, 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 the only mention of him is that he started leo hung jay on the bagua meditation right. journey that's that's all that's, that's all it. Bruce that's all Bruce ever said about and we've it. only found his name in a few little bits and pieces here and there on maybe a lineage list but yeah. but there's never a bio of him or a discussion no. of him he's basically no. seen as a student of Chen Tinghua yeah he's a bridge between Liu Zhenglin and Chen Tinghua is essentially the way Bruce put it but he also you know had this meditation side um I think in Frank's book he says that uh Zhu Wenbao and and uh Iron Arm Lee were kind of buddies and so that that was the connection there so that you know they were kind of you know, that's why Liu Zheng Lin learns his yin stuff from Iron Arm Lee and his Cheng stuff from uh from Zhu because it's like you know those two guys I mean I, I can totally see that right you've got two guys who are buddies and the third guy is uh uh Li Young Shang was his Xing Yi teacher who was also friends with those two guys so it's like you, you can kind of just you can picture it for yourself. right I mean a lot of what we've been doing is trying to read between the lines and you've and got fill in the gaps between these things I mean you've got three older guys in their 50s and 60s who are all total badasses from three different martial arts schools right you got that coming down to this young kid who's in his you know 20s teens. <laughs> yeah teens 20s and that's Liu Jinglin. And he then passes on what he knows to a young Leo Hung Jae in the same right, manner. Right. And I th my theory is that uh, what Zhu Wen Bao was to Leo Hung Jae, Liang Zai Wen was to Liu Jinglin, right? So he, he the guy you went to to learn meditation, essentially, right? That, that right. Liu Jinglin had done his, his formal training with these other guys, and that's where he had learned. Uh, you know the the core of his material but then to go kind of deeper into the the chi meditation side of it he was sent to go see this uh dude up in the mountains and uh, one of the stories is that he had gone to magui 
because later he goes to Mogwi, but he goes to Mogwi, says, you know, will you teach me? And Mogwi's like, eh, I don't think so. Um, so then he goes off to see Liang Tsai-Wen, studies with him for a bit, goes back to Mogwi, and Mogwi's like, all right, now you're ready. If Yeah, maybe like, if you're down with Liang Tsai-Wen, I'll teach you since you're connected to this higher up guy. We should tell his story because it it kind of fills in some of that. So let's, why don't we do that? Why don't we talk about Liang Tsai-Wen a bit? Okay. Yeah. Just to finalize before we do that, just to finalize, like our journey has been trying to read between the lines and pick up the pieces and try to get the inferences because as we've demonstrated in this podcast, there's a lot of cross connections between all these different schools that are very, they're not listed on any charts. They're, they're people interacting with each other and, but they don't, they're not, your official teacher is different from the guys that you learn from on the side tip common to our school where I might learn from something from Craig Barnes or Lee Birkins that helps me understand what I learned from our, our common teacher, Bruce Francis. So like, you know, the, when there's a whole web of interactions that go into this and, and this whole podcast has been about identifying all the different strands that all sort of mix together that, uh, that form the teachings that Leo Hung Jay was exposed to that, that came down to us. And when we came across Liang Wen, we realized there was a missing piece to the puzzle that hadn't yet really been that we hadn't yet been exposed to and explored. Um, so let me pull from Frank's book here just to, to start from Whirling Circles of Bagojong. He says, uh, Liu Zhenlin was taken by his teachers to bow before and become the disciple of court minister Liang Wen. In this way, Liu Zhenlin received entry into the third generation of Bagua masters, which was the same generation as his foundation teachers. Liang Wen was a military man who had been the chief guard at the most important fire gate on the Great Wall before becoming a court minister. Due to Liang's position in the court, his association with the palace eunuch servant Dong Ai Chuan was not widely known until after Liang's death. So this is the idea that Dong Ai Chuan was teaching some very important people inside the palace. Basically, Dong Ai Chuan is just a servant. He's a waiter and martial arts instructor. Whereas this guy Liang Wen is a super high level general, very important person who could, you know, put you to death with a single word. So he's Liang Wen is so important and such a big deal that he's not listed as a disciple of Liu, of uh, Dong Ai Chuan. Because it'd be like the president, you know, studying with a martial arts instructor. You can't put the president under the martial arts instructor. That doesn't work in a Confucian society. So Liang Wen is seen as this He's a more powerful figure than Dong Ai Chuan, so his name isn't associated with Bagua. But but years later, the word gets out. One of these top generals had studied with Dong Ai Chuan and was the Bagua people went to go visit with him after the death of Dong Ai Chuan and get information from him. So that's where Liu Hongjie's teacher went to go. And we don't know how much he studied with him. Master Liang was probably getting up in age at that time. Well, um, I mean, he lives until 1921. Okay. So uh so from mean, 1840 to 1921 uh yeah that's 81 81 years old so he, he lives yeah. a long time and my assumption is that these these younger bagua guys would go pay a visit to this wealthy ex-general court minister i mean that's that guy's like a, like a congressman or something or a you know an advisor to the presidency type of person in the cabinet perhaps but uh here's a biography of liang zai wen this court minister liang zai wen is born 1840 and lives to 1921 he practiced the counter-strengthening Bagua Zhang. Liang Zai Wen was, 
was a general in the Qing dynasty. He was born in a family of military attaches and was good at boxing. It is rumored that Dong Aichuan lived in the Liang family before he entered the palace. Well, that's a whole nother can of worms. Liang Zaiwen practiced Baguazhang with Master Dong Aichuan. Because the rank of the military attache was higher than that of the eunuch, Liang became Dong Aichuan's secret and undeclared disciple. Liang had learned the Bagua double sword style. It is rumored that Dong's life experience and the origin of his skills was known to Liang Zaiwen. According to Liang's words, Master Dong created Baguazhang according to the principle of changing hexagrams. He created eight palm methods with the same shape and different skills, each with unique styles and characteristics. There are eight independent palms with a total of 64 styles and hands. The eight palms are all walking and turning in circles and changing hands with palms, but the basic palm shapes and footworks have their own strengths. So that said, that emphasis that Liang Zaiwen has on hexagrams um, and 64 palms, that points to him having some Bagua, like I Jing sort of side to his teachings, I'd say, which is one of the reasons we thought this style might, the style that we practice, which is so heavy on the I Jing and the eight trigrams and so on, may very well be related to Liang Zaiwen's teaching, who's kind of this final teacher of Liu Hung Jie's master. And sort of maybe his finishing teacher, his polishing teacher, the guy who brings him to his final level. Perhaps that is one of the strains that influences this Bagua form that we've been learning that that doesn't quite look like everybody else's. It's like I said that, you know, that, that Bruce gives sort of a couple of guys on the way, but there's some blank spots in between. Right. And this just right. kind of fills in that that gap between Juwen uh, Bao and Deng Hai Chuan. When most people talk about their lineage, they always talk about the top guys. There's rarely a discussion of the people in the middle, right? And that, you know, so if you, your main guy that was Chen Yo Long, for example, that's who you, you know, you bowed to or whatever, right? You probably learned from 10 different people along mm -hmm. the way, but you're just going to mention him as your teacher because right. he's the most prestigious, right? Right, right. And that's that's generally how most, you know, sort of lineage charts are portrayed as like, you know, you got the guy and then the top guy on the next level is the one that's listed. But there's usually two or three people in between there that are sort of, you know, auxiliary or kind of help you along the way, right? I mean, for us, it's like, you know, I mean, Bruce was my teacher the entire time I ever did any of this stuff. But along the way, there were, you know, at least 10 people that sort of, you know, helped me learn a piece of it or, you know, took me aside and said, you know, here's what you're missing. And so, you know, you can't discount those people when you're talking about their influence, but you ne might not necessarily put them on the piece of paper, you know. Um, which is where like Leo Hong Jay's little lineage chart that he wrote out for Bruce is very misleading in some ways, because again, it's, uh, it doesn't really define who did what it just kind of says these guys were this age, this guy was this mm -hmm. age, this guy was that age, mm -hmm. and here's me, you know. And so it's very kind of like, um, there's a lot of uh, room for interpretation right. in who did what. And right. that's kind of what we're looking at. Right. Here. So Matt, when Master Leo made that lineage chart, he just listed all the major people and he didn't quite explain who taught who directly and who who is exactly whose teacher and his teacher. And 
I think part of that is his humbleness. He doesn't want to say, oh, I'm from this pure school or whatever. So he just lists all the best guys. For example, on Leo Hung Jae's list, there are, there's Guo Tong De is listed. And it doesn't say much about him or really anything about him other than his nickname is Steam Bun, right? But Steam Bun was the link between Chen Tinghua and Zhu Wenbao. So it's like, you know, the written thing of, okay, this guy was my teacher, but then you look at what people were actually doing and what, what came through it. And sometimes it doesn't exactly, you know, match up, but, you know, you kind of got to make some educated guesses. And I think what Bruce did, you know, was, I doubt he ever sat down with Leo and Jay and had a real deep discussion about each one of these you know right like who's steam bun guo for example right right he's not interested in all that stuff i i think it was much more you know you know it was about learning the material and the names of the people were inconsequential other than again just the big names along the way so that you had some some street cred right yeah i think he was more interested in the the training and didn't bother much with the history but that this chart really set us on the path of trying to dig it in dig into it and figure out who exactly all these guys were i mean the just to explain the the lineage chart that i i'm actually mostly going off of is the one that was written by ju bao jen who was a student of liu jing Lin's. so that's who i'm going off of is that um because he was you know, he was Leo Hongjie's classmate, and he was was with Liu Jinglin all the way to his death. So his version of it is, I think, a little bit, you know, more detailed than what right. we've got. Well, it's nice to cross, you know, the three lineage charts we have. We have this one from the classmate of Liu Hongjie, and his two students each have a lineage chart. Bai Hua and Bruce Francis each right. have their own lineage chart. So, but between the three of them, we're able to kind of get a better picture of this. The thing is, we don't know much about Liang Wen's Bagua. They call it the anti-stance palm or the uh, counter-strengthening Bagua Zhang. I can't read the Chinese, so I don't know exactly what that name is. But I, hopefully in the years to come, we can, we can discover more about this guy. But I think suffice to say, this, this court minister, this ex-military, high-level military man who was a secret disciple of Dong Aichuan, um, is influential on the style. I guess one of the things I wanted to say is, we kind of hit on a basic concept. It was this, Liu Hongjie in his early years studied the Chang style quite clearly. He bowed to Chang Yulong. So he learned the original Chang system on some level. Then later in his training, he went on to learn this meditative Bagua from Zhu Wenbao, who led him to higher up guys that... Um, this meditative strain and we're we're thinking that liang zai wen strain could be an influence on this meditative strain that because the palms we do don't really fit with the with the eight old palms of cheng style bagua the palms we do are slightly different they've got some similar elements but and the emphasis on the eight trigrams um speaks to this second sort of strain of bagua that he did and again like the that could very well be from this old master Liang Zai Wen. I'm pretty sure there were other forms that Baiwa learned along the way. Um, but I think what came to Bruce was this piece about, you know, he was interested in learning meditation. Uh, he already knew a, you know, classic Chen Tinghua form. Um, and so the, 
thing that Leo Hung Jay said, you know, focused on was, well, if you want to learn meditation, here are the palm changes that I learned to do the meditation stuff with. So let's do those. And I think that's probably the best, you know, explanation for right. why, it, you know, Leo taught Bruce what he did. I mean, is that that was right. The one that he had paired up with the meditate or you know, right. It was teacher. kind of Leo Hung Jay's final Bagua training from Zuen Bao was this meditative set that and then bruce showed up and was in the same position that he that leo hung jay had been in and so in a way this set that that bruce teaches is the final piece of leo hung jay's education that he uh, that that became the final piece of bruce's education which uh he then proceeded to teach since the 1980s and and stick to this one form that is unique among among the forms that that we've come across yeah, I mean, I think from one perspective, it was probably just to teach something that was different from what everybody mm. else was teaching, you know. I mean, and it also showed that he valued Leo Hong Jay. Leo Hong Jay said, hey, this set is is the one I'm going to teach you. So he then proceeded to say, okay, I'll, that's the one that I'll pass on. And it's yeah. a unique set. Yeah, I mean, Baiwa did the same set. Mm, true. So, I mean, it, but, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I think outside of Baiwa and Bruce, I'm not sure anyone anybody else maybe leo's kids but you know there wasn't anybody else really out there teaching that particular set because i doubt there were that many people that went to leo hung jay and said i want to learn meditation Bob, right you know so, so yeah because, that, guess, because yeah. most of the time you know if you're going to learn something you probably want the more orthodox thing because then when you go out into the world and you do it it's recognizable as right. you know that thing um you don't want which, some weird set that nobody else knows. Which kind of, I mean, that's also Bruce's personality a little bit is I think he, when he was teaching, you know, in the early nineties, whatever, um, and sort of shaping his system, he didn't want it to be the same as everybody else's. So the Wu style that he teaches is a little bit different from everybody else's Wu style. And the Bagua that he teaches is different from everybody else's Bagua because it comes from Leo Hung Jay. Right. And, you know, he was very open about, you know, that's why I'm doing this. And right. know, that he could have taught the Chen Pan Ling or the old Yang's form that he learned from Lin Du Ying. He could have taught the Bagua that he learned from uh, Hung Yishang or Wang Xu Jing. But, you know, he chose to basically only teach, you know, from about 1990 on to only teach Leo Hung Jie's material. And so I think that was part of it was kind of, you know, honoring that piece of, you know, I'm just going to be out in the world with this one thing you know right and if nobody else is carrying it on then he he would be preserving this cool piece of history and it, and not only that it's an incredibly effective and useful set that contains all the best bagua moves that everyone else has too and contains a very heavy emphasis on eight trigrams meditative type training that uh you know it's not for everybody but i, I like it and i think it's a, a pretty cool set it's you know, Leo Hung Jay could have taught him the, you know, the basic Chang style. He could have taught him the Yin Fu style, but instead he taught him this set that's different from those. And all these years of us poking around, prodding around, trying to figure out why it's so different and why it's so odd. Um, I think stumbling across Liang Zai Wen and his student Zuen Bao, who was focused on meditation, that's the clue. That's sort of the hint to the puzzle that, that says maybe this is the direction that the form came from. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
I would love to. If anybody out there's got a better theory, I'd love to right. hear it. You know. <laughs> and if anyone has ever heard of Liang Zaiwen besides us, I, and and what Frank had written that he learned from uh, Zhu Baozhen in Beijing, you know, like if there's anybody else out there that knows more about Liang Zaiwen or yeah, Liu Zhenlin, any any of his grandkids happen to be listening, <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's face it, Liu Zhenlin was a hermit and uh, and a recluse, and so was his student Liu Hongzhi. Um, you know, and so there's just not that much written material about these guys that that we'll be able to find ever. So, you know, it's an interesting examination and it set us on the course of creating this podcast and and really wanting to dig into all the different masters that flow into the system. Um, and it's been a hell of a good time talking about it. Yep, it has. And so next season, we're going to look at mo more of... Um we mentioned Baiwa, and so we're going to look at his stuff which heavy on the Taoist meditation side so it's probably going to tie back a lot into um the stuff with Leo Hung Jay's meditation because although it's more what Bruce would call the fire method of Leo Hung Jay's stuff it does like it fits almost perfectly with what Bruce teaches in this weird way that just kind of clicks together right um so that's going to kind of be the undercurrent along with profiling some Tai Chi guys. Cause we did this, although we just didn't mention it in the beginning, we also talked about all the Xingyi guys in the, in this season, right. Um, before we talked about the Bagua guys. So this is kind of going into, um, you know, the, the Negong and, and the meditation side of what Baiwa taught, you know, or taught wrote and, and uh, kind of comparing that to what Bruce teaches along mm -hmm. the way. So. Our third season, we want to look at the Xing, uh, the Tai Chi of Liu Hongzhi and the uh, teachings of Baihua in Hong Kong. That is a sister school to ours that that sheds light on the training that we do. Yeah, and the Tai Chi is a smaller piece of the whole thing for us, but it is yeah. definitely, I mean, you can't talk about Leo's stuff without mentioning the Tai Chi. It's just impossible. So yeah, it's, um, it's a but, big piece of the puzzle. But what's interesting is that, you know, as far as I know, nobody's really talked about Baiwa's stuff outside of Bruce. And so this kind of gives a, a bit of a direct connection to what he did as, uh, I don't know, as a comparison to right. uh bruce's stuff because it's again it's a lot of the same material especially if it connects a lot with heaven and earth and um the meditation stuff so it's mm -hmm. kind of like uh if you're familiar with bruce's terminology and uh you know his system the way it breaks down this is kind of a another piece of it that uh you know sort of insert into the the narrative yeah, it's fun to see like how how your cousins do the same thing that you do in their own way. It can help you understand what you do better, I think. So so just a preview of season three. We're going to look at the Tai Chi masters of Leo Hong Jie and the, the roots of the Tai Chi system that goes with this. We're going to look at the teachings of Bai Hua from Hong Kong, where he teaches uh, his book contains so much information about internal alchemy, Taoist meditation. Um, it's got a ton of different stuff that we want to talk about. And we've got a series of interviews to present as well on the Patreon, including BK Francis himself, who took some time out of his uh, teaching schedule to talk to us about the uh, creation of his Qigong. And so that's going to be a lot of fun to, to talk about. All right, man. Well, looking forward to it. And uh, thanks for everybody for listening. To hope you enjoyed season two. And uh, 
looking forward to season three let's do it hey folks uh thanks for listening hope you enjoyed the episode just a reminder check out the instagram uh for images to go along with the episodes we also have a patreon page and a facebook page and all that stuff so check it out thanks for listening take care of yourselves uh and i hope you join us for uh season three